2: On CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on
3: CBS Sports Radio. My name is JR. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm hanging out here with you, everybody all over North America. Super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's coming to you live from New York City. And we get started every weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. That means we've been here for two hours already. We got two more hours to go. We started off discussing Kevin Durant. He made his debut tonight for the Phoenix Suns. It took place in Charlotte, North Carolina, against Michael Jordan's Hornets. Suns beat him 105-91, to Durant, in 27 minutes. Got 23 points, two blocks, shot 10 of 15 from the field. Just made it look real easy. There's no update on Aaron Rodgers. He said he'll tell everybody sooner than later. Sure. The Baltimore Ravens love Lamar Jackson. What else are they going to say? They're trying to get this guy's deal done with. They're going to have to tag this man. It seems like it. And then what happens after that? I don't know. All hell might break loose. Might be it for him in in Baltimore. We have no idea. I just told you before the break, it looks like Steph Curry will be back sooner than later at some point over the next week to help out the Golden State Warriors. We learned today more news at the Combine. Uh, Jalen Carter one of the most highly touted prospects here in, in the NFL draft from the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, he is being charged with two misdemeanors related to a uh, racing and, and reckless driving in a, a case related to the death of his teammate who died in an automobile accident. It's been said and reported that they were racing. He says that these, these accusations are not true. Uh, He's in the process of turning himself in, and he looks forward to being exonerated from these charges. So we'll certainly uh, wait to see what takes place and and what happens with Jalen Carter. Uh, John Morant also in the news today for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Just more news and accusations coming coming out about his behavior over the past six, seven months. An altercation at a mall and finish line with a security guard altercations with uh you know people with him a post game against the the pacers in the back of the arena near parking lot he allegedly beat up a 17 year old and threatened him with a gun on his own property and so john morant just needs to chill out uh, before his career goes down the tubes that was just the first two hours and you can always hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. Shout out to everybody tuned in in your car, or on the radio, or smart speaker, Sirius XM 158. All of those good and great devices that you can lock in on. It's Wednesday night. It's Thursday morning. And what I do every Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I bring you a new top six list. And we just talked about. Ja Morand and I just said, oh, he needs to relax, he needs to chill before his career, his livelihood, and the opportunity in front of him goes down the tubes. Tonight's top six list, we're going to talk about some individuals. We're going to talk about some teams. We're going to talk about some owners who might have had their teams down the tubes. Their teams might be going down the toilet right now. And because there's so much news that always goes on in the NFL, NFL news cycle never stops. There are owners in the news here for the NFL. There are guys at the combine. There's there's always something going on. You know, did Russell Wilson forget to pay his parking ticket? Is Aaron Rodgers lost in the wilderness? Did Lamar Jackson sign his contract? These are the stories that go on and on every day. And then there is one owner in a a district or a team plays outside of it in the district that cannot get his act together. And so tonight, what I wanted to do was give you a top six list of the cheapest owners in sports. And so let's not waste any time. Let's hit the, the fancy music and let's get this started. Six, five, Four, three, two,
2: one. It's time to get JR's latest top six list, only on the JR Sport Brief.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Time for a new top six list as we look at the cheapest owners in sports. I ain't wasting time. Let's go to this number. I'm gonna tell you the the I gotta wash my mouth. Sorry. I'm gonna tell you the guy who inspired this list. What number are we at? Number six. Daniel Snyder inspired this whole list. Cheapest owners in sports. And I get it. I know. There are plenty of people in 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 DC and Maryland and Virginia listening to me going, JR, he ain't he ain't cheap. You know, he spends – he spends – yeah, he gave Albert Hainsworth a dumbass contract, okay? He knows how to hand out just stupid money to guys who are just going to steal it from him. You want to know why Daniel Snyder is cheap? There's so many more things that we've learned over the past year, over the past several months, over the past days that just go, can Jeff Bezos buy this team already? Call it Amazon Field. Can put put Whole Foods in the end zone – Please get Daniel Snyder out of here. This is what we've learned. Well, we know the other owners want to get him out of here. They feel like he's dragging everybody down. There's a government investigation into Daniel Snyder. Misuse of finances. What did we learn recently? That he allegedly took out a $55 million loan. Without telling his other owners at the time. The other owners owned at that point before he bought them out 40% of the team. He just he just borrowed the money from the franchise and didn't tell nobody. This is not your next door neighbor. This is not a small business. This is the Washington Commanders. He charged the, the football team almost five million dollars to put the team logo on his own personal jet. You just, you might as well just write yourself bills to to get paid into your pocket. What are you doing? And then he charged the team $10 million to use it. It's like, hey guys, I'm I'm the owner, Daniel Snyder. I have a private plane. Do we need to fly a, a free agent somewhere? Do you need to fly to an event? Do you need to fly to go see a kid? Oh, yeah, sure. That'll cost you one million dollars. Pay me. Just have the Washington commanders pay me and it will be good. It also doesn't hurt or excuse me, help. That there was a whole story, an article out that polled thirteen hundred players in the NFL. They don't like to participate in, in collective bargaining agreement voting, but they voted on this. That Washington, outside of having great strength and conditioning trainers, everything else sucked. The smallest locker rooms, the smallest weight rooms, the smallest training rooms, hot and cold tubs that weren't big enough, or there weren't enough of these gigantic humans, lack of warm water, drainage issues in showers. Daniel Snyder sounds like a slumlord. Get him out of here. He really I guess he really is a slumlord. I think he has dirt on all the other owners. That's why he's afraid to, to get the boot. And if he gets the boot, he wants immunity. Y'all can't sue me when I'm gone. Daniel Snyder, thank you for inspiring this list. A top six list of the cheapest owners. In sports, Daniel Snyder, number six. What's the next number? Number five. At number five, we got to go down to Miami. We're going to take a look at the owner of the Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins, the Southeast Marlins, whatever the hell they call them. Ain't nobody going to see them. What do the Marlins do every year? Besides the COVID year, I expect them to have about 60 wins every season. When is the pitching actually going to come through? Oh, the great young pitcher. When is it going to happen? Bruce Sherman bought this team for a little more than a billion dollars in 2017. Outside of that COVID year, and I know this predates Bruce Sherman, The Marlins haven't gone to the playoffs since they won the World Series in 2003. And you know what the Marlins have a tendency to do after they win? Tear everything down. They got this big-ass spaceship down in Florida that they play in. Nobody shows up. All of the people in the city are left paying the bill. Bruce Sherman has Derek Jeter come on as a partner. Derek Jeter gets a 4% stake. He's the CEO Even Derek Jeter said, y'all cheap asses ain't living up to what I signed up for. I'm getting the hell out of here. When Derek Jeter resigned, he basically said they changed their mind. They didn't live up to what they said they were going to do. This is what Derek Jeter told Hannah Storm.
2: Well, I think it's just like the statement I made. You know, I, I think that the direction of the organization had changed, and that was not what I signed up for. And um, you know you have to believe in, in in the direction, especially if you're going to be the forward face. You know, I just couldn't move on, and, and if 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 I didn't agree with the direction that the organization was going.
3: Yeah, Derek Jeter had a simple thought. I'm gonna get rid of these big ass contracts that aren't going to help us win. Giancarlo Stanton, even though they're paying for a portion of it, still today, Christian Yelich or Real Muto, I'm gonna get rid of these guys. I'm going to stock the farm system, and then I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay when we have talent available to grow and win. And Bruce Sherman, he's like, nah. Bruce Sherman has actually been batting away offers and allegations that he is already set to sell the team. He just bought it in 2017. Marlins, the Marlins fans deserve better. Anyway. Bruce Sherman, number five, cheapest owners in sports. Who else is cheap? What number are we up to? Number four. At number four. This can't be a surprise. I know they had success last year. They were able to turn things around. We could thank Mr. Dan Campbell, but it's the Ford family. Sheila Ford. What's up, Sheila Ford? She's married she got another last name but it's cool to just call her sheila ford not sheila ford him sheila ford took over the team in 2020 she's been working for the team i don't know about a bunch of years before that but now she's in charge the new sheriff is in town she got matt patricia the hell up on out of there that's great she brought in dan campbell biting kneecaps and ankles that's great Still, the Fords have only gone to the playoffs, let's be real, about three times in the past 20 years. The Detroit Lions have run away, two of the most successful athletes that the NFL has ever seen. Two of the best ever at their position. Some guy named Barry and another dude who goes by the name of Megatron. Yes, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson said, man, I I quit man, I need to stay alive. I need to walk. He was playing in the NBA celebrity basketball game over All-Star Weekend two weeks ago. Calvin Johnson is living his best life, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Good for him. At the same time, when Calvin Johnson retired to quit, decided to quit in 2016, the Lions said, give us back Your signing bonus. The Detroit Lions said, You're you're one of the best, if not the best player right there with Barry that we have had in our franchise's history. Definitely the best wideout. Give us back the $1.6 million. I must tell you, that's unusual. Teams aren't going to ask the best player. For his money back, a signing bonus, I got to be honest, $1.6 million is like asking for a penny. The Lions don't need that money. They're being petty. And so Calvin Johnson hasn't had the best of relationships with the Lions over the years because they wanted to be cheap bums over $1.6 million, a signing bonus. You want to retire? Give us the bonus back. Petty as petty can be. Until recently, there's some new blood inside the building. Calvin Johnson has seen things defrost, and he spoke to Jim Rome right here on CBS Sports Radio about how things are moving in the positive direction.
2: I think we're having some good conversations. Um, you know, Mike Dizner over there with the Lions, you know, he's, he's back in town, um, and He's going to, you know, I feel like he's going to, you know, put an effort to try to make some, make us bring, bring, bring the two of us together, get us back on the same page. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about him actually reaching out and and putting the effort forward to try to make that happen. Um, So that's that's a difference that 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 I have not seen in the past. That's happening now.
3: I still can't believe that. That's uh, um, you asking him. You know how much money Calvin Johnson helped generate for y'all. And instead of saying thank you so much for just helping us to be relevant for being a draw, you're asking him for a signing bonus back? Petty. And then they wanted him to come back and work for it. I hope they give him his money, then some. The Ford family, I'm sorry. They're going to be cheap until Calvin Johnson gets paid. I got the Ford family. Man, they so. Hey, Shep, how many cars do we have on planet Earth? A, a lot, <laughs> man. They just won't give Calvin Johnson one point six million dollars. They're,
0: they're they're not desperate for that signing bonus money. Let's let's just put it that way.
3: All these damn cars, all these Fords, they ain't driving no Fords outside of America. Nobody wants no damn Ford anyway. Top cheapest owners in sports. The Ford family's at number four. What number are we up to?
2: Number three. <laughs> well, this is funny.
3: This is hilarious because this owner is going to have to pay a quarterback 50-plus million dollars. Otherwise, they're going to run his ass up on out of town. It's Mike Brown. We know his daddy, Paul, was running the show in Cincinnati. And then Mike took over. And Mike took over in 1991. And, uh, I mean, for about 20-plus years, they ain't, they ain't even won a playoff game. They can thank Zach Taylor. They can thank uh, uh, Joe Burrow for that. They even went to the Super Bowl. And so now Mike Brown is, is getting ready to plead poverty, but he's going to have to pay up. How about this? Mike Brown, between him and Jerry Jones, they think they know it all about football. Mike Brown pays himself a GM bonus. I don't know if he's done it every year, but he is his, he's, he's on record historically as saying, yeah, i paid myself a, a bonus for being GM. He's also known for being cheap, for, uh, you know, saying, no, we don't have a team hotel the night before the game. Stay at home. And if you want to know how cheap he allegedly has been, you can ask uh, a wide receiver. T.J. Zada he used to play for him. He was on the herd on Fox, and he talked about when he was there some of the stories that he heard. But then some of his own experiences about how cheap the bangles were. He we didn't have bottled water or Gatorade, and it was crazy because when we first got it,
4: guys would be taking backpacks full of Gatorade home, and that is every absurd.
2: day you were like in the water boy, like the literal movie, the Water it, Boy locker room with it, the bad water. <laughs>
4: before the year before I got there, Willie Anderson was telling me. They didn't even have jock straps. They would buy, get a bunch of used jock straps, throw them in the middle of the locker room, and say, "Here you go." So he. Oh
2: God, that yeah. is not. Did you just say used jock straps?
3: Hey, you—you you heard, uh, you heard Colin Cowherd in the back screaming, "Oh my God, that might be a tall tale, maybe, probably." I would think that's a tall tale, but the part about water and Gatorade—what, really? Like, what are they supposed to do? Just drink. Hey, hey, drink your own saliva. Just drink it. It has everything that you need. And TJ isn't the only person who's talked about how cheap they've been. I'm making something up, but maybe I'm not. Hey, guys, no uh, no towels, just uh, paper towels here. No towels, just paper towels. I, I have no idea. Mike Brown is cheap. Joe Burrow better get his money soon. Anyway, Mike Brown is at number three. Who's another cheap-ass owner?
2: Number two.
3: There we go. He's a cheap-ass owner. <sighs> My friends in Pittsburgh know what it is already. It's Bob Nutting. It really is. The mayor wanted to move him out of town. And wanted to get him out of there. Bob Nutting says, if the fans come out and support, I'll put money into the team. Well, when the team is actually good, he doesn't. What, they've been to the playoffs, what, three times in the past 30 years? He's been there for almost uh, 20, 25 years now. Bob Nutting is bad. It ain't too much more explain explaining I need to do. Just listen to this brief segment, courtesy of my great friends in Pittsburgh at CBS. Listen to this. There's a new poll out there for baseball fans and it is produced by
1: Fangraphs, the subject, the best and worst owners in MLB. And according to this survey, pirate owner Bob Nutting was fourth worst owner overall. He was tied with the Orioles' Peter Angelos and ahead of the owners of the Marlins, who just bought that team, and co-owners of the New York Mets. So on a scale of one to five, they
3: earned a two. (laughs) The New York Mets owners are gone. Peter Angelos and his whole family, they're suing each other. They they don't know who owns the team. And so that leaves Bob Nutting as the last nut standing. He's cheap. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Bob Nutting is number two. It's a top six list of the cheapest owners in sports. When we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to tell you about the ultimate cheapskate. The ultimate owner in sports, who's just a cheap bum. Number one on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Man, I love the show. Yeah, I just want to say, man, your show is not a show if I don't get at least one oh god
5: from you. What did you call us? With this guy talking about Robert De Niro, and you're like, well, what's the point? Well, you know, he ate pizza in his son. And these last five minutes had to have been the most hilarious I've ever heard on your show.
2: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
3: Oh yeah, man. Some of these some of these callers just make you, oh God, man, like, what are we doing here? Here's the deal. It's Wednesday night into Thursday morning. I'm giving you a new top six list. And we are talking about the cheapest owners in sports. Thank you, Daniel Snyder, for inspiring us. I had him at number six. In a few minutes, in a few seconds, I'm going to tell you number one. Daniel Snyder, we know he needs to go. He's cheap, okay? He sued an elderly couple for not being able to renew their season tickets and then more recently we learned that he allegedly took out a $55 million loan from the team without telling his other owners at the time. And that's just the start. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Washington through a player poll all across the NFL, they said that they have the worst facilities, etc. on and on. Dan Snyder can't leave fast enough. At number 5 I gave you Bruce Sherman. He's the owner of the Marlins. When Derek Jeter is running the show and Derek Jeter is supposed to help you win and Derek Jeter thinks you're going to shell out money and then you change your mind and Derek Jeter leaves, man, you suck. Their payroll this year is, uh, well, I think it's like $81 million. It's 22nd. Still pretty low. I'm expecting them to win, what, 69, 75 games, if that. They don't know what the playoffs are. Not really. Haven't been much at all since 2003. Yeah, sorry, Marlins. And before I gave you the Ford family, this is the same organization that basically just widely produced cars here in America, all over the damn place. They wanted a a $1.6 million signing bonus back from Calvin Johnson because the Lions and the Ford family are so poor. And number three, I gave you Mike Brown. Cincinnati Bengals. He's gonna have to pay Joe Burrow fifty plus million dollars. And TJ Huzmanzada said, hey, when I played for him, we didn't even have water and Gatorade. When they started to bring in water and Gatorade, we just had to take it home because we never knew the next time we'd see it. Like, well damn. Not enough water fountains, I guess. And number two, I gave you Bob Nutting of the Pirates. And they're so bad. Hey, they're so bad that the CBS News a couple of years ago uh, up in Pittsburgh, they said this about Bob Nutting.
1: Well, there's a new poll out there for baseball fans, and it is produced by Fangraphs, the subject, the best and worst owners in MLB. And according to this survey, pirate owner Bob Nutting was fourth worst owner overall. He was tied with the Orioles' Peter Angelos and ahead of the owners of the Marlins, who just bought that team and co-owners of the New York Mets. So on a scale of one to five, they earned a two.
3: <laughs> Marlins owner is already crap. I just told you about him, Bruce Sherman. The Angelos family with the Orioles, they're they getting ready to sell after they sue each other. And then the Mets ownership is gone. And so I guess that would leave Bob Nutting as just the worst of the worst of the worst. But that was from... A couple of years ago, there is a new owner in professional sports who is cheap as hell. Who's the cheapest owner in professional sports? It's time to give you this number. Number one. At number one, I have to take you to one of my favorite cities. I have to take you to Oakland. I have to tell you about the Athletics. I have to tell you about their owner, John Fisher. This is the worst part of sports. We understand it's a business. We understand that they're in it for, for profit, for money, to buy a franchise, to ultimately sell it. But John Fisher is terrible. He wants a new stadium in Oakland on the water. It's tied up in government nonsense. And, of course, who's paying for it? They're not voting on it. John Fisher's been basically holding the fans hostage because he can't get what he wants from the city to build a new stadium. And so he has been teasing the fans, just draining them of life by looking to move the athletics to Las Vegas. Okay, sure, yeah, fine. The Raiders have bounced around forever. But now they're gone, finally, from Oakland. They're in Vegas. They ain't leaving Vegas. And now you want to take the athletics and move them into the desert as well? The owner is openly meeting. Rob Manfred is saying, yeah, they're pursuing. He's looking into moving the team. But the team is still in Oakland. The Oakland Coliseum, or whatever dumb corporate name they gave it, That thing holds like 60,000 people. Last year, they barely averaged over 8,000. You could yell from left field to right and go, hello, 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 hello. And somebody would shout back and you would hear them. It's terrible. Oakland is a great city. It has great fans. It did have a great team. And this man bought the team. Uh, 2005, he took full control about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, and they're slashing payroll. They're not putting money into the team because he's crapping on the fans. It's not the fans crapping on a team. You're crapping on them. Their payroll is $40 million this year. Hey, guess what? Another bum-ass team. Well, sorry, they're not bums. They, they should be good. But Baltimore has a payroll of 45. Another crap team, Pittsburgh, has a payroll of 60. The New York Mets have a payroll in excess of $300 million, and that doesn't even count luxury tax. The Mets will probably play close to $370 million. The Oakland Athletics are putting $40 million of talent onto the field. How do the fans feel about that? KPIX out in the Bay Area, CBS. They went to the stadium last year. They spoke to the fans. And this is just a terrible situation all the way around. Take a listen to this.
1: The A's are averaging just over 8,000 fans per game, down from more than 20,000 in 2019. And the empty seats are becoming something of a spectacle.
5: I'm not sure this is the smallest crowd I've seen here? I was here for the 2,700 crowd and you can hear for the first time I heard the guy in left field calling for the ball.
2: The atmosphere I feel it's just turned and I think it was because of
0: not knowing if they're staying or not.
5: I do believe that the turnover in some of the star athletes this year that you know is always hard.
0: Uncertainty and frustration
3: are taking a toll you can see in the stands what is now being called the loneliest team in baseball. 8,000 people in a place that can hold 63,000. It's halfway tarped off. They only won 60 games last year, worse than the American League. Only the Nationals, who are basically for sale as well, won less at 55. The fans know the team is going to get sold and moved, unless there's a miracle. And then, John Fisher had the nerve to raise prices on those diehards who still show up. John Fisher is the worst. John Fisher is the cheapest. And it just sucks that he is draining the life out of Oakland and its amazing fans. John Fisher is number one on the list. Top six cheapest owners in sports. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I just gave you Dan Snyder, Bruce Sherman, the Ford family, Mike Brown, Bob Nutting and John Fisher at number one. When we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to take your phone calls. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Who's the cheapest owner in sports? Is it John Fisher? Is there somebody cheaper than this guy? Let me know on the other side.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Long time listener, huge fan. Oh my God, I'm so (laughs) flabbergasted. I even got on. I'm always driving home from work when I hear you. I just want to call and talk about the game tonight.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I just gave you a new top six list. We took a look at the cheapest owners in sports. Who the hell ain't ain't spending? Who won't pay? At number six, I gave you Dan Snyder. At number five, I gave you Bruce Sherman, the owner of the Marlins. At number four, I gave you the Ford family. Yeah, the Ford family, as in the vehicle. They asked calvin johnson for 1.5 million dollars of his signing bonus back i guess uh, cars don't exist anymore at number three i gave you mike brown of the Bengals. tj huzmanzada says man they barely provided us with gatorade and water and when they did we had to stockpile it at number two i gave you bob nutting the pittsburgh pirates doesn't put an ounce or scent into the team and at number one i gave you john fisher John Fisher is the owner of the Oakland Athletics, who is just openly flirting and looking to move the team to Vegas while the A's die on the vine in Oakland. 8,000 people showing up to games last year in a place that, when it's on and popping, can hold 63,000. It's covered in tarps. It's empty. Every player worth a damn has been sold off. And John Fisher is just an embarrassment in how he is, how he's handling this. I have him number one, on the cheapest owners list. Let's go to the phone lines. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two, four CBS. Who's the cheapest owner in sports? Let's go to California. Let's talk to Mark. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Mark.
5: What's going on, Jr. Um... I am thinking David Tepper of uh, Carolina, even though he's on the team you know since 2018, the thing about Tepper is he has what's called Appaloosa Management, so they are the largest hedge fund firm, and he's got technically more money than Steve Cohen, and this guy's you know his his fund is estimated around thirty billion dollars, and since taking over. The weirdest thing to me is, is Carolina has one of the most expensive tickets in the NFL. Their system renovations have been atrocious. Um, they're actually, outside of the Giants, you know, since 2018, we've been one of the worst teams, but they're up there as one of the worst. He doesn't pay anybody. It's like since taking over, and he bought them for, I think, $2 billion, right? So it's just it – just, if you have that much money, you have to invest
3: properly. You know, they've been through head coaches, they've been through quarterbacks uh yeah you know,
5: well well just, but there's a anyway. lot of
3: people there's a lot of people who who spend money who don't spend it wisely, that doesn't mean that they're cheap. I can look at someone like like James Dolan of the New York Knicks. This right. man decided to give Phil Jackson uh seventy sixty million dollars to be a complete waste of time. I would never right. call James Dolan cheap. I'd call him stupid with his use of funds. I wouldn't call him cheap.
5: Well, you know, I think that
3: if you have that much money,
5: um, which is hard owning an NFL franchise, if you have that much money, I think you have to invest it properly. I mean, he's investing um, money let's... to the, the stadium, but he's okay. not actually investing it into the players. mean, signing okay. that rule, complete waste of time. Um, okay. well, hey, well,
3: yeah, Well, you're, that, that you're going to win some. Thank you, Mark, for calling from California. You're going to win some and lose some. There are tons of owners who are terrible, who make terrible decisions. I don't mean they're cheap. David Tepper, what is he? He, he got to be the most, he got to be the wealthiest owner in the NFL outside of the, the Waltons who, who own Walmart. Like David Tepper's out of here caking. I think his net worth has got to be pushing 20, the Walton family. Maybe it's like 60 bill. He can't just throw money out there on the field and just go, hey, guys, uh, I bought myself a quarterback. It doesn't doesn't work that way. It's not so easy. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Rochester. Let's talk to Russell. Russell, you're on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show.
4: How's it going, guys? I'm uh and doing this uber shift. I appreciate you guys. The show gets me through today. I had to call in to make a statement, and then I have a question after. First, uh, Dan DeVos of the Orlando Magic. He's cheap, and it's 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 almost like nobody in media wants to talk about how bad Orlando is. It's kind of been accepted over the last, like, 20, 15, 20 years that Orlando's just going to be bad, and that's what it is. And he's cheap in a sneaky way. Like we draft terribly, and then when we do have good players, we we give we we give them away for nothing. We just traded Mo Bamba for Pat Bev, and then waived Pat Bev. Like it's sneaky things
3: that keep us bad. And and I well, feel like Mo, the root of it is yeah. Go Mo Bomba Mo Bamba hasn't even played in 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 two years. You know, in that case, they they're trying to save money. You do have a a potential franchise talent in Paulo Bancaro. And so you you do want to start creating some cap space? I I would think that move makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. well, well, this is but this is the thing. Like,
4: okay, so we 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 used the first round pick on Mobamba, did nothing with him. Who's to but say He was we're hurt, with?
3: and then in COVID. I mean, what do you want? Well, well,
4: okay, I'll 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 give you that. But what's, since the White Howard, we've been bad with every first round. We haven't done anything with anybody, and I and I think it's it's. It's for the purpose of, well, you know, it's Orlando. People are going to Disney World, and then they'll stop by and see a game, but there's no interest in actually being good. So that's, well, just, that's just, I feel like Dan Duvaux and okay. Orlando Magic is is perpetually bad, and they have no interest in being good. And okay. then my question is yes. uh, I, I Uber in, in Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo along the 90. When I go to Buffalo or Syracuse, how do I listen to you guys' show? Great show. I just don't know what station it's changed to when I switch cities. So thanks for
3: taking my call. Well, thank you, Russell, for calling from Rochester. One way where you don't have to switch anything is on the free Odyssey app. You know, I don't know. We're on 300 stations all across the country. I was just up in Buffalo and Rochester. I, I can't tell you where to switch over to. I should know off the top of my head I was just there. I don't know. Google it. Not while you're driving, though. Don't do that. 855-212-4CBS, that's eight five five two one two four 212 4 cbs Being cheap doesn't mean that you're not, well, let me, let me explain this. Just because you don't have success as a team or you're spending money and it's not giving you the results that you want, that doesn't mean you're cheap. What are we going to say? Am I going to say the New York Yankees are being cheap? There's some Yankee fans who feel that they are. I think they're delusional. The Yankees have spent money. The money just hasn't yielded them a championship. You can spend money, man, but that don't that don't guarantee you nothing. It improves your odds, but it ain't no guarantee. I'm going to get some more of your phone calls on the other side. Who are some of the cheapest owners in sports? Don't give a damn about the team or their fans. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.